Wakusa family, peace and black power. This is your brother, Professor Carl Tone Jones. And I just want you to know that we're going to be in the DMV area on Friday, March 23rd at Everlasting Life Restaurant Lounge. We want you all to come out to, to, witness, to witness the live viewing of the Independence Day Project movie. Um, we're going to be there in the house, in the building. And um, it starts at promptly 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, we need everybody to be there by 6 p.m. so that you can get a good seat. Um, there's, there's going to be some good eats. And then we're going to have a live conversation afterwards in which we can network and build. And you can figure out and find out more about what went into the process of creating the, the Independence Day Project and why it's not just a movie, it's a movement. So I implore you to find out more. Go to blackindependence.org. That's blackindependence.org. Holler at your brother. I will be in the building with copies of the DVD on hand. So I'll see you there. Peace, love, and black power as always. We will win. I share. <laughs> so what's good family peace and black power this is your brother professor carl tone jones and this is office hours with professor carl tone jones and erica tolbert i am professor carl tone jones and uh unfortunately this evening erica you know she's you know she needs some her time so uh we're just gonna be taking this ride by ourselves um there's a lot to talk about tonight um, I just found, you know, um, there's been, uh, from what I understand, uh, just the last few days, there's been a killing, uh, police armed. There's been two police shootings in the last few days, right? There's been, uh, there's one brother, uh, you know, who was a police officer who shot this white woman. I believe it was a uh, self-defense or a case of mistaken identity, whatever the case was. And, um, and I don't have all the details. So I don't want to really get into it. But the brother was supposedly, uh, you know, um, arraigned on charges with third-degree murder and um, and uh, voluntary manslaughter. So, uh, <laughs> the you know, but then there's this case out in California where this brother was shot by the police in his own driveway. Somebody called the cops on him in his own driveway, and. Uh, you know, they killed the brother, you know, so that's still going on, family. That I just want y'all to know that type of stuff is still going on. So make sure y'all share this broadcast. And as you heard in the original announcement, we will be in Washington, D.C. on Friday, family. We will be in Washington, D.C. on Friday, you know, um, well, not necessarily in D.C., but in, in Capitol Heights, a suburb of Washington, D.C., at the Everlasting Lounge, Everlasting Life Love, um, excuse me, Everlasting Life Lounge and Restaurant at 6 p.m. p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, sharply, promptly, the movie will be starting. The Independence Day Project viewing will be starting. Hopefully you'll be in the building, come early. I'm planning on getting there a little early, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and um, you can watch the movie, um, chat with the brother, you know, after the movie, because we're gonna have a Q&A afterwards. And then hopefully, hope some of the DC family that I've been linking up with, hopefully y'all can come through. You know what I'm saying to be a part of um, that experience because it'd be nice to be to build in person with some of the people who you've built relationships with, you know, um, through social media. Uh, one of the things I would really like for us to do is to make sure you share this broadcast because we're going to get into some nitty gritty stuff tonight. You know, what I mean, talking about the uh, the latest the latest things that are happening in the community um, in regards to uh, that you have the uh, South African shooting. I mean, the South African farmers, and a lot of people are upset about that type shit. 
Oh, fucks I cannot give, but I do want y'all, I, I am going to read a letter that it concerned, um, uh, I'm trying to be nice here, but a concerned citizen sent me a letter in regards to the responses, not necessarily stuff that I said, but the responses uh, from, you know, brothers and sisters who reacted to a, a post that I had shared on my Facebook page in regards to the quote-unquote treatment of these um you know, uh, colonizers and land stealers and, and, and former, former terrorists. So, you know, I'm going to read that letter and then we're going to, um, you know, we're going to get into that a little later on. Uh, off, but I really want to talk about, um, to start things off. Uh, oh, yeah, there was a situation in DC family. Um, let me make sure, let me check out the family and see who's hollering, who's, who's hollering, because I don't want to miss anybody who's um, speaking and, and, and getting proud. Peace. Wakusu, Brother IJ Tayama. Peace of black power. That's my brother right there. You know what I'm saying? Um, Sister Najib Wukusu, you're her rule. Wukusu says, peace and black power to you, sis. Powerful sister up there in New York doing the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? She now she is working in a position of law enforcement, yet and still she's looking out for the brothers and sisters in that particular system. Uh Wukusu, Dr. Samori Swagger, peace and black power to you, King. And I hope y'all get got to check out the Source interview that we did for the um, Source Radio Network. Uh, we also have a, a video link of it for YouTube. Um, Dr. Samar, if you can put the links in the um, in the chat, brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there was a uh, in Washington D.C. I want y'all to check this out. I'm gonna play this. I don't know if y'all be. You know what? Y'all not gonna be able to hear it over there. So I'm gonna play it on my other. Um, you know, I gotta have two computers set up and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna play it on my other joint and let y'all hear what happened. This 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 brave brother down in Washington, DC. You know what I'm saying? Hats off to this brother, man, for, for having some stones on him. Because most politicians get out there and they don't do shit. Um they talk a good game, but they don't speak truth to power. But listen to what this brother says. Um first I want to say I do support um our local universe. I think it's very important. Now, I'm gonna tell you who this is. This is uh Washington, DC council member. Treyon Willis Sr. I mean Treyon, excuse me, Treyon White Sr. Um, of the Eighth Ward. And uh he had a, a meeting with the mayor and the mayor's council. And he's talking, he's talking about he's talking to the mayor's council about this particular issue in regards to who controls the World Bank. So um check this out, family. Let me get behind you and support you. I guess one of the things I'm um, in question about was that this is whole concept with the Rothschilds. Um, to control the World Bank, as we all know, uh, infusing dollars into major cities. Uh, they really pretty much control the federal government. Now they have this concept called resilient cities, in which they are using their money and influence into local cities. How does this influence this? Because it really, it's really about infrastructure and climate control. What, is, what does this have to do with UDC? If they put money into UDC, or what's the relationship between uh, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers? Well, I, ha I haven't met any of them yet, uh, <laughs> and they don't put any money into UDC. Uh, we only refer to that um, designation because it was one that was given to the district, one of the 100 uh, most resilient cities in the world. Um, but what they um, what they look at as resiliency, which you mentioned, are things that uh, we do for a living because of our land grant status. You know, we're about building sustainable communities and, and um, solutions to urban problems, and that's a lot what that resilient designation is about. Now, I want to stop that there for you to understand what he just said. 
all right because see this is the big this is the the sort of backdoor manner in which gentrification happens when you have these so-called philanthropists that want to make sure that communities are sustainable this is how they weasel in to the local politics in your particular communities and when they start weaseling into your communities and, and weaseling in to the local politics this is how they control the landscape this is how they control how um you, you know your, your community functions who gets to live here who gets priced out and you need we we have a situation like that going on right here in philadelphia with temple university where temple university has bought up land and they've been playing this for a long time but they have bought up a lot of land in a predominantly not even predominantly it was a hundred percent black neighborhood at one point you know they have bought up land down in north broad street and the north broad street corridor and what they allowed is they the, the city allowed for um different improvements things of that nature through the through similar processes with the sustainable you know um with these uh pushes for sustainable living and um and these pushes for these green spaces and things of that nature and what they did was they created a climate where these so-called philanthropists were able to come in and pull their money and now what they've done is they've created um these spaces in north philadelphia where the people who live there can't afford their housing and they're also being pushed out and now they're building a stadium right there in north philadelphia now you think about the congestion you think about the fact that i'm gonna take you back a few years about 15 years ago there was a situation in um uh, another part of north philadelphia well the north broad street corridor but it was in chinatown it's right off of chinatown all right where the philadelphia phillies and the philadelphia eagles but specifically the phillies we're talking about building a baseball stadium right talking about building a baseball stadium in chinatown the chinatown residents got together and they blocked that shit. they stopped that from happening See, well, that's what happens when you have a community that has control and that, a community that can cause you some major consequences. So they blocked that shit and they moved. Now they created a sports complex in South Philadelphia where all of the sports franchises have built their teams. There's one central, one area in South Philly where if you want to go to the Sixers game, you want to go to an Eagles game, you want to go to a Phillies game, you want to go to any of their subsidiaries, you get to go, you have to go to that South Philadelphia sports complex. They have to build that area up and turn it into like a mall interactive place because the uh, those, those asians in chinatown said fuck that y'all not building with us uh wakusu brother abdul peace and black power to you king um so you know these are the progress and then when they start talking about sustainable living and they start talking about sustainable environments and things of that nature these are this is what they're pushing for it's to control that environment through so-called um, um environmental improvements you know what i'm saying and this is what's happening so check this out this is the rest of it Unless you're the rest of I can speak to the city's And I want y'all to hear how the mayor came in caping for these fucking banks. This is what we are. We, we talk about this. Why all skin folk ain't kin folk. All right. Listen to what the mayor did when he came in and started caping for the fucking Rothschild banks in the, in the Rockefeller bank that was just called out. If you like. So we, are, we got designated or part of a group of 100 resilient cities, cities across the world. Uh, and it really is for us to focus on how we prepare communities to deal with what we call shocks and stressors. And it's really about anything from natural disasters like flooding or changes due. I'm sorry, this wasn't the mayor. This was the city administrator, Rashad Young. All right. But, but I want y'all to listen to what he's saying. 
to climate change, to man-made disasters like terrorism, and when those impact communities, what can we do to help prepare our communities, particularly those that are underserved and under-resourced, uh, to manage through those crises? So if it's All right. So basically, what he's talking about is the whole Red Riding Hood shit, where is the wolves are going to come in and dressed as, you know, um, where, where, where's the wolves in sheep's clothing, and they're going to come in, mingle amongst the people until they can devour all of your, your access to resources and resource access to power. This is what we have to talk about. This, these are the things that's happening right now. And this is why, you know, you see the gentrification taking place in our communities. And I'm going to speak to that, too, because um, exactly, Brother Anthony, it, those are cold words for whitening out the neighbors, the neighborhoods. Exactly. So I'm, and we're going to get into what happens and how that's connected to the Austin City bombings. All right. We want to get into how that's connected to the Austin City bombings, um, because all these things are not happening in a nutshell, in a vacuum. And that's what we're going to talk about. So let's let's bring this conversation forth and let's get into this conversation about the Austin City Bank, the Austin City um, bombing real quick. All right. So supposedly um, there was this guy. His name was Mark Condit, Mark Condit. And uh, basically, as usual, he's some sort of loner. Now, they keep showing you all these high school graduate pictures. They don't show you the disheveled pictures of this gangster now. Um, uh, now that they claim that he uh, committed a suicide by bomb when he was confronted by police after he drove into a ditch today um, after some sort of um, high-speed chase. So they don't, they're not talking about that particular thing. But here's, here's what we need to focus on with this um, bombing situation. One, as a community, we have to stop playing games and recognize that we are under siege. War, I can't, I don't even know how many times I can say that war has been declared on our community. We keep playing games. We're the only people in the sandlot while they're literally throwing bombs and busting shots at us. And we're sitting there skipping the line like it's a new beat to a goddamn song. Yo, we, we need to really start recognizing that this is war and this is white supremacists. Don't fall for the, for the banana in the tailpipe when they tell y'all that he was a lone gunman or a lone wolf. That's bullshit. When they there was one situation down there where he had tripwires set up, you know what I'm saying? Tripwires set up so that if somebody came and um nosing in through you know minding somebody else's business, whatever they would they would blow up, you know what I'm saying? They would trip off a wire and, and catch one of those bombs. So this dude wasn't working by himself. None of these motherfuckers are working by himself. And you know what's funny? As soon as this shit happens, they freeze their they they they, they take off their social media accounts, Facebook and YouTube. Y'all are complicit. Twitter, you're all complicit. Instagram, you're all complicit with the bullshit and covering up for these white supremacists. So we already know where you stand with this. All right. We already know where you stand with this. But I want to speak more so into the role we play, family, and, how, and, how, and all this stuff going on. I want to speak more so into the role we play. All right. Because what I mean by we're not taking this seriously, we're not taking it seriously. You know what I'm saying? We're playing games with this. You, you just had a walkout where black children and um, brown children were walking all out all across the country, right? Why? Because they were instructed to by the liberal left. The liberal left gave them permission to walk out of schools for 17 minutes in honor of 17 children that were killed in a, um, you know, white on white violence in Florida. You know what I'm saying? With these, with these school killings, this white on white violence. You know what I'm saying? You and, and then they start making our children the poster child. They start putting a camera in front of our children. And we're so giddy for attention from white mommy and white daddy that we keep going, you know, we keep pushing our fucking children to the front and allowing them to pimp our children for their particular movements and agendas. 
we're not taking this seriously. All right. Those are their issues. Those are their problems. They don't need to put our children to promote, you know, gains for, so that they can have an argument in Congress. You know what I'm saying? They don't need to promote our children. They don't need to be pimping our children for these causes. And this, we need to stop putting our children in front of these motherfuckers like they belong. Like, like, like they belong. Like, the, like our children, you know, are, are are the keys to to their struggle. No, 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 no. Our children, our babies need our protection, and we need to start being brave enough to say no to daddy and mommy. And that's what that's exactly how we come off when white mommy and white daddy show up with these goddamn cameras. You know, we show up like we we come off as is real, real um the word I'm looking for. Um real, real. Well, I'm just gonna simple terms. We come off as very as, as needy when it comes to the attention. You know what I mean? We come off as extremely needy, you know, and begging for it. And there's other examples of this shit. You know what I'm saying? I just saw a posting earlier where they were talking about how um uh the black panther was like 13 million dollars away from setting some type of record and i see black people talking about some let's all go out there and and, and go watch it again so they can break this record but who for what for who what, what are you proving who are you proving this shit to you know what i'm saying that speaks to how much self-hatred you have for yourself or how much you don't love be, being black because you should not give a fuck about proving anything else to white people White people don't deserve our love. They don't deserve our respect. They don't deserve us our, our begging for their attention. All right. They don't have the. They're not the yardstick of morality. If we were if we were judging the white community based on morality, these motherfuckers would be in the minus world on Super Mario. You know what I'm saying? They they would be in the minus world for the way that they've taken on you know worlds and and then conquest and how they treated civilizations all across the planet. How the smallest group of people in the world has been made has utilized all sorts of deception, weaponry, devilry to to maintain to claim a conquest on all of the world's resources, all of the world's best the best land in the world belongs to them. How, you know what I'm saying? If 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 if, if they're so benevolent, and moral, yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Places they don't fucking belong. People speaking. I was watching this TV show the other day. I'm saying to myself, why the fuck do all these Indian doctors? Asian Indian doctors have British accents. That's because Britain conquest the conquest of India by Britain. You know what I'm saying? So we we have to start getting on code, family, and understanding that you know our we, when we start focusing on um, uh, dealing with the the, the situation here from a from we have to deal with it from a military aspect of it from a military a militaristic point of view. And what I mean by that is I'm not telling you, go out and get your guns, because they're buying them. We're the only ones talking shit about not needing guns. Go out and buy your guns. Get your guns. Get your licenses to carry. Get your fucking passports together. Get all those things. Get stocked up on supplies and shit, because you never know when they're going to fuck around and do some shit. You know what I'm saying? You never know when they're going to show up in your neighborhood and do some shit. So get all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Get prepared. But what I'm also telling you is start walking and thinking differently, family, because a lot of people don't understand, but um, and I'm going to talk about this particular um thing because there was a uh, there was a specific point that I wanted to make about about the um the Austin City bombers, you know um, and I want to talk about that for a second because we contribute to that, we 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 contributed to that situation and environment, you know what I'm saying uh. 
and I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to type it. I'm typing shit as a bear with me, family. But we 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 contributed to that situation. I'm not saying um that we're responsible for you know uh what happened, but what I'm saying is we contributed to the 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 whole concept that made this thing possible. You know. We contributed to the whole concept that, that made it possible. Let me explain to you why. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me explain to you why. Because I do they want to start this bullshit. Where is this thing at? CNN always tries to come in on your on your joint. But um, the the whole concept. We had a young brother. All right. Um, his last name was Mason. All right, last name was Mason, 17-year-old African-American. This young brother was a prodigy in Austin. All right, this young brother was a prodigy from what from what all has been reported. And in regards to the things that's been reported about this young brother, you know, um, I'm pretty sure that this young brother and his family was prominent in that church. You know, the Mason family, um, the brother that got killed before that, I believe his last name was House. Um, they all were connected. They were all in the same church. So those bombing victims, this dude, this this guy, this this sick, this wacko, who uh, went out there and um, killed our brothers and sisters, you know, he was purposely targeting black families. This was a hate crime. This was domestic terrorism, and um, we're going to have to call it what it is. This is domestic terrorism, and they're trying to sweeten it up, sweeten it up by showing you these baby face pictures of Mark Anthony Condon. You know, trying to show you these baby face pictures. Don't fall for it, family. Let's call this motherfucker what he is. Mass murdering, domestic terrorist, white supremacist terrorist. You know what I'm saying? So let's 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 make sure we, we hang on that. You know what I mean? Um and that, now let's 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 go a little further though. Because this is what I'm talking about when you start functioning and you have to recognize, you know, um what you're dealing with and who you're dealing and, and how you're coming across. All right. When you start dealing with uh these white supremacists and you realize that they are the enemy, that this is warfare, you don't go and give the enemy all your information. I know y'all saying, yo, you tell a lot of you talk a lot of shit on here though. You tell no, no, no. I'm I'm telling you, I'm reporting the news to you on here. But what I'm not gonna do, you're not gonna get any pictures of my family on here. You're not gonna get me bragging about my such and such graduation, and I'm gonna show you a picture of their report card with my motherfucking address on it on social media. You're not gonna get me showing you pictures and copies of my family. I get on my family when they tag me in pictures and shit when I'm out of town. You know what I'm saying? I get on them, I tell them for the from because I've recognized we're at war. At any point in time, I might be targeted. When they and targeting me, they might go after my family. Because I know who my enemy is. And for too many of us, we're playing games with who the fucking enemy is. When you create a project like the, the Independence Day Project, you already got a target on your back. So I already know this. I went into this knowing this. And so I have to take steps in understanding how to carry myself. I look over my shoulder every time I walk out the house. I look before I even step out the house. And when I come home, I'm making sure everything's cool. I, when I go on the block, out the block, in the neighborhood, out the neighborhood, I already know how it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? Because I recognize we're at war. And see, you, when you sit here and you try to move out into the suburbs, like a lot of these families did in Austin, they tried to move out of San Antonio, out of Houston, out of Dallas, into this plushy suburb. What happens is you move from your layer of protection. And what you do is you, you become 
you know, um, you, you set yourself up to become victimized as prey because you have to understand how the white supremacists work. The white supremacists will never give you a straight up fight. They can't win that way. They can't win. Look what happened when you had the so-called Dallas shooter, you know, the brother that was supposedly that shot six Dallas cops. They still haven't shown no evidence. And then he had they had him surrounded and then they still had to send a fucking robot in to kill him. They couldn't even face that man straight up. You know what I'm saying? They will never treat you like with the enemy, with the with the morality of respecting you as a combatant on the field on the field of combat. They will always treat you like predator prey. They train themselves and train each other to come at us from a predator prey perspective. So if it's ten of you outside, ten of them outside, they ain't gonna fight you then. They're gonna wait till ten of them catch one of you slipping, and that's when they're gonna bring the fight to you. You have to know this. You have to know this. You have to know that they understand they can't win a war with us, or they can't win a fight with us straight up. You know what I'm saying? This is why they're going out there and they're buying guns by the boatload because they're planning and prepping for a time when they have to face us. And we're sitting here playing games still. You know what I'm saying? We're still playing games. And when you think you're safe because you moved to a suburb, what you don't realize is now you've isolated your children, you've isolated yourself, you're miles away from any help. And so some shit jumps off and some shit goes down. Who are you going to call? You want to call the police? Shit, we just showed you a story last week where the police tried to kill one of our sisters. By the way, I just want to let y'all know she's doing a lot better. You know, update on that situation. She's doing a lot better. She's still, you know, calculating and trying to figure out what path she's going to take in regards you know, to legal action, but we're going to leave that there. When, when there's more to report on it, I will bring it to your attention. But our sister is doing pretty good right now, and we want to thank everybody for the concern. Um, however, they tried to kill that sister on the traffic stop. Do we? Did, did that story sound familiar? You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for the fact that, you know, she was related to somebody who was in law enforcement and they contacted her, who verified her ID, we might have never known who she was because they tried to try to keep her listed as a Jane Doe. So I'm just trying to say, law enforcement is not going to help you when you're away from your when you're away from your people. You know what I'm saying? So we have to start building those networks up within our communities. You know what I'm saying? We have to start building those networks up within our communities, and we have to start getting on code, family. We have to start getting on code. Um, sister uh, Nia Nia says. We have to leave America. Well, now since there's nowhere else to go, unfortunately, white supremacy is international. It's a global sport. It's not just practiced here in America. You know what I'm saying? In fact, you know when you really think about it, black people in America has the have the best chance at defeating white supremacy than there's any other African group or any other part of the diaspora in the world. You know what I'm saying? We have the best chance right now because we do have access to some, you know, some to some semblance of power if we ever aggregated it so these are some of the things that are happening to us and we have to start seeing ourselves as part of the solution and not necessarily seeing other people like i saw when the brother um when the brother treyon white when somebody uh read the when when somebody read that on my thread about the brother and his words about the rothschild one sister said i'm going to pray for him. and i'm thinking to myself i'm tired of that I'm tired of that weak Negro shit, praying for somebody, helping somebody from a distance, helping somebody morally. 
No, we need to find a way to make sure that that brother is safe. We need to be be brave enough to protect that brother. If that means going down there to Washington, D.C. and making sure that that brother is secure, then that's the things we need to do. If we need to contact that brother and find out how to, you know, to, 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 to brush him up on the right moves to make, then that's what we need to do. We need to stop being pussies. We need to stop being cowards. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to stepping up and being and being accounted for in our community, somebody takes a brave step, steps out there on the limb for us, and we just say, we're going to pray for you? That's bullshit. And it's weak. Because no other community allows you to do that to their people. No other community. No other com- There's no other community in the world that say, you touch one of ours, we'll pray for them. No. You touch one of ours, we'll burn your fucking hand off, is what they'll tell you. And show you. So we have to be on code, fam. We have to be on code with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not able to see all the comments, unfortunately. But make sure y'all share this family because I'm about this about to get it's about to go down in here right now. All right. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm, supposedly they caught the, the, the Houston bomber. Supposedly they caught him. And in regards to catching him, you know what I mean? Now they're gonna have a nice story about nice backstory about how this guy was uh you know, a lone wolf and all that other bullshit. Don't fall for that family. Don't fall for that at all. You know what I'm saying? Don't fall for none of the bullshit. Understand that, you know, this dude, whoever he was, he was connected. And they, they have cell operations, white supremacist cell operations all over the country. There will be some more bullshit going on this time next week. I promise you that. All right? So just keep an ear, an ear out on it and make sure because in these major cities now, everybody has like Amazon accounts. Everybody gets, you know, a lot of packages through the mail, things of that nature. So what you need to do, family, is if you don't have one, if you're not expecting um, a gift, I mean, a package, and it's on your step, contact law enforcement and have them come out and examine it. Make these motherfuckers earn their money. Have them come out and examine your package. If you get shit that's coming in and you're not expecting it, I've already told anybody that answers my door. If you if there's a package, leave that shit outside if I didn't tell you a package was coming. Don't touch it. Don't move it. Just let me know it's there. If I can tell you that I was expecting something, then we can bring that shit in the house. Otherwise, leave it on the porch. 911. I think somebody just sent a fucking bond to my house. I might need to come check this shit out. You know, they're going to earn their bread. You know what I'm saying? So um, you don't have to let them in the house because I'm going to leave the shit on the porch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Word. So um, you know what I'm saying? Family, we, we got to stop getting out of that whole community thing. We have to start terraforming communities. And even if it's coming back and terraforming our own, I'm not sure how, how much longer we can fight gentrification because we're not even trying to come together with a plan. Understand gentrification of your neighborhoods and communities were planned. As we spoke on earlier, if you watched the source interview with uh, Dr. Samara Swagger and we talked and we touched on in the Independence Day Project, you know, there's a thing called plan shrinkage gentrification, where they plan to shrink your neighborhood through gentrification, your livable spaces, so that you don't have places to live. And so that eventually you'll be in one, a whole bunch of people impoverished in the one tight area with no resources, access to resources or transportation, landlocked, and all you have is violence and crime and an oversaturated um, community full of police that are trigger happy ready to kill you for fixing a damn car in your own parking lot or your own driveway like they did the brother out in california yesterday you know what i'm saying or two days ago excuse me so you know um you, you have to move back to the community and that's what that's one of the things we have to start rebuilding and re-terraforming and replanting our communities leave your egos at the doors 
You know what I'm saying? Um, one, one thing you need to understand, you don't have to leave your job to be black in power. You can still be a, 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 you know, a tycoon, wherever the hell you work at. You can still work in your office job. You can still take your, you know, um, cheese sandwich and 15 minute breaks. You can still do that shit. But where do you send your resources at? When I say resources, I'm not telling you to do charity. I'm not talking about charity. I'm talking about what are you invested in? See, charity is throwing money at a problem. We don't need to throw money at a problem to make sure such and such will have a sandwich for the night. No, what we need is people who are going to invest in projects in the community that's, that's going to uh, result in institution building and institutions that will be creating generational wealth. Those are the things we're talking about when we start talking about those things. If you're not building those things, you're talking about I'm just doing it for my family, then what's going to happen is when your family burns through that little bit of cash or stash that you set up for them and set aside for them, they're not going to have nobody else because everybody else in the community was doing their own thing and not everybody might everybody might not have been as successful as you so collectively speaking everybody's going to suffer the consequences so these are the things we need to start thinking about family when we start pushing forward you know what i'm saying so um let me see uh <clears throat> let me see i want y'all to understand man this, there's been a situation going on in south africa right <laughs> where supposedly and y'all and be careful too be be very careful of um the, the propaganda and the news that's coming out right news weekly just came out a few days ago and they were talking about how um in south africa they were um there were uh, white farmers being killed every day every five every fifth day or every five days they're finding a new white farmer killed family that's the same rhetoric they use when they invaded Iraq with Saddam Hussein, and they had that little actress come on there and say that the soldiers came in and started throwing baby, pulling babies out of incubators. Don't fall for that shit. You know what I'm saying? They just just killing them. And if they did, I'm gonna tell you right now. Karma happens how karma happens. When you do with people dirty and they rise up, you don't get a choice to determine how they respond to your your wicked and your double. You don't get a choice to to you, you slap me. You don't get a choice to control the outcome of my response. So let me just read to you this story. I'm not going to read to you her whole name, all right? But I've known uh, this lady through social media. She's one of the first people um, I've met on social media, on like on Facebook. So since about, I'd say, 2008, 2009, maybe. So she's, this is a white woman. Now, we don't have correspondence. I want to be clear. We don't have correspondence going back and forth. We know it's not a, a, a relationship here nothing you know um this, this uh she she's just basically somebody who i guess for whatever reason <laughs> decided not to unfriend me when i when i um, when i became um fully uh indulged in, in being in, in black nationalism and pan-africanism all right so here's her response hey hope you're well sir i followed you for a while and i believe you're a very intelligent brave man so I followed you. So I followed you. I thought I would. Excuse me. I thought you would want to make a difference. I know you do. Okay. I think she did. There might have been something like that. Maybe she was typing it too fast or whatever. All right. I guess she's trying to say she think she thinks that I would want to make a difference. Okay. You're right. I do for my people. All right. So let me finish reading. So I'm not at all. I'm not all white. I fight for many issues, but I mainly fight for those I feel. Are disenfranchised on justice needs to be addressed. Okay, here we go. 
Martin Luther King said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects us all indirectly. All right, here we go. This is the juice, y'all. I feel that more, most, more of your posts are promoting hate. Reading the comments on the post about the white farmers being murdered was really sad. I have heard, I've heard of this issue, and um, I cannot say whether it's true or not. What is your main message or mission? Because I thought you were fighting for injustice. My head, my heart hurts to see the hate. If you want to inspire, if you want to inspire you, okay, like I said, I think you, you know, would just type in fast. If you want to, I guess what you're saying, if you want to inspire change, after change the status quo. Unity is the answer with love. God, with God, all things can be done. God will never use hate to get things done. God says, love your enemy. <laughs> Sorry. I've always loved all people of all nations and us all brothers and sisters uh, who bleed the same. Uh, and then there's a nice heart. Oh. I never allow hate on my posts, so I was wondering why do why do I suppose? Wondering why you do I suppose? If there's a chance that any innocent human, black, white, or yellow, was murdered for their skin color revenge, that is what you're fighting for in the end. So, uh, or uh, I'm trying to read this shit. This shit is really broken up. So I thought <laughs> those are those white farmers are innocent lies. They didn't commit the crimes their ancestors did. I'm sure that. An eye for an eye will make the whole world blind. God bless you and your passion uh, and your persistence. I hope you can see where I'm coming from in this human place, not a political or racial place. I believe race does not exist. It was created by racist Satanists. Once we realize the true enemy and love one another, nothing will stop people. Nothing will stop a people full of light and love. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, family. <clears throat> I'm gonna say this. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna say this. I'm not sure who was listening. You know, if anybody would listen to what I just said. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna say this to you, Chelsea, if you're watching. Miss me with that bullshit. It's somehow funny how when the people who always come off with the two wrongs don't make a right never say shit about that first wrong, especially when that first wrong comes from somebody that looks like them. They never say shit about that first wrong. They're quiet as hell. And then when the clap back comes, when the clap comes back, then all of a sudden two rights don't make a wrong. All right. You don't get to smack somebody and then determine how they should respond to your smack. You spit in somebody's face. And then you cannot respond. You cannot be accountable or you cannot control their outcome when they respond to you after you spit in their face. You hurt somebody. You harm somebody. You yourself have relinquished all rights to regard in regards of controlling their outcome, their response to you. There's nothing. And I love it how I love it how white people always throw in Martin Luther King. They always throw in injustice here and there's injustice everywhere. Well, you never dealt with the first injustice. 
You never dealt with the fact that there's a white supremacist world out here that we live in. You never dealt with the fact that there's cultural white domination going on all over the planet and is unimpeded for the most part. And then when people stand up to it, there's always then you show up as a missionary saying, you know, with the good book showing that two wrongs don't make a right. Listen, here's what you do. You go back to your community, you try to pencil back, you go, you backtrack all the way to where that first wrong went. And then you go address that shit. You go address where the first wrong came from and leave us the fuck alone. Now, you're talking about what's happening in South Africa? Good for them. If they're removing those bastards off of their land, then good for them. You know, when the Civil War was over, the Civil War was over, there were Africans here in America who were promised land in the South, 13 acres, I mean, um, excuse me, um, was it 40 acres in a mule? And that land was taken from them by the government, by um, y'all favorite, honest Abe, Abe Lincoln. That, that, that land was taken from them in the South. Go so in the South Peninsula. You go ahead and check it out. Research that. Before that, that whole conversation about 40 acres in the moon, that meal, that was promised as reparations for the, for the atrocities of, of slavery in the South. And it was taken from our, from our ancestors. You know what I'm saying? And it was taken harshly. During the Civil War, when the so-called good soldiers from the north liberated those um, our African ancestors, slaves in the south, you know what they did to them? They tied them up and banded them to they binded them in the prison camps and watched them starve to death. You know what I'm saying? This is the stuff I'm talking about. You know, there, there's never anybody ever going out there correcting that shit. All right, the the the, 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 the that these people who happen to be descendants of the original devils. That that were able that were um bloodletting our um African ancestors. I mean our um our family over in Africa. They were stealing their land. They were poaching them. You know what I'm saying? Industrial genocide. You know what I mean? Torture. You know what I mean? Pulling fingernails and shit. All sorts of wicked violence that they committed it to in the trust to gain access to that land. You got three percent of the population in South Africa white people who control 97% of the fucking resources in that country. So miss me with that bullshit about us having to, to, to be the better or, or take the high road. No, when a liberated struggle, you take your gains where they come. And when you're unapologetic about it, when you start fighting for the things that, you, that, that belong to you, you don't apologize for your conquest. They didn't, they didn't apologize when they came and stole our shit. They didn't come uh, apologize when they came to kill our people. They didn't apologize for any of that shit. They don't even want to put a fucking marker up to acknowledge that they did anything wrong. We have city after city, town after town, where white people have come in and done ter terrible things. Shit, we have history in this own in this country. You know, everybody wants to talk about you know um, the Black Wall Street. Well, how did that shit end? You know what I'm saying? Dropping bombs from the sky. They even got us to dance to a fucking song about it. You dropped a bomb on me, baby. That's the gap band letting y'all know that this is what happened in their hometown of Tulsa. And then there wasn't just Tulsa. It was Greenwood. It was Durham. You know, when we have people that say we're not going to be slaves anymore, they pulled in you know, infantry troops from three different states to put down Denmark Vesey in his movement. 
that's not you know so 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 this is why i don't have conversations with non-black people about our politics this is why i don't have those conversations family because they are always going to be on some bullshit. you know what i'm saying so you know what i mean they're always going to be on some bullshit. this is why we have to um i see how many some of the comments this is why we have to stay on code family this is why we have to stay on code and we have to start building up a code of black empowerment and you know see i'm not pushing to see i know it, it seems like it's self-interest whatever but when i start talking about the independence day project in this movie we talk about all those things we need to do to build up and empower an independent black community you know what i'm saying and so this is why you know when you start seeing these stories and you start seeing things of that nature you know I, listen y'all I, I was really tickled to see the whole Wakanda thing and everybody talking about building Wakanda. And it's because basically speaking, we have a lot of people who are comfortable with um, the fantasy of, of black empowerment, but not really dealing with black empowerment. We don't want to get our hands dirty. Well, it's going to come to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go down to a capital, into Capitol Heights, um, DC, right outside of DC. And, and Capitol Heights, I'm pretty sure is, 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 is a suburban area. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure the suburban area, if it's a predominantly black suburban area, more power to it. But the bottom line is you can't escape your problems. You can't escape these white supremacists. They're still coming to where we are. And that's the bottom line behind all of these things is the white supremacists. They know where we are and they're coming. And see, what we don't do is we don't prepare for them. We react to what they do to us. And that puts us in a very, very precarious position we wait for them to do some shit and react to it just we wait for, to see how bad it's going to get before we react instead of being prepared for it there's nothing that should happen to us that we're not prepared for we've seen everything they're going to do to us you know what i'm saying right now you saw a purge taking place in austin texas they're targeting black people this is called targeted assassination well, when you're thinking like a military, you know, when you're thinking with the military mindset, you already see that shit coming. What? Listen, we've been doing, I've been doing a lecture series here in Philadelphia for the last five years. I hadn't done a lecture in two years, but for the last three to four years, I've been doing lecture series here in Philadelphia, talking about being prepared for the day when shit like that happens. Talking about being prepared for the day when they decide to come for what we need to do. How when they decide to poison our water, six months before anybody knew about Flint, I did a lecture at Black and Nobel Bookstore entitled, um, Are We Ready? You can go check that joint out. It's on YouTube right now. I did a joint called, Are We Ready? And it spoke to the fact of water contamination. Are we ready? Do we have um, buildings in place where we can stop and supply water? It spoke to ammunition. It spoke to having, uh, uh, creating green spaces so that we can put, you know, uh, create our own food because as my brother Patrick Alexander always says, if you can't feed yourself, you can't free yourself. You know what I'm saying? And if you can't arm yourself, you know what I'm saying? You're going to put yourself in harm. You know? <clears throat> so let me see. We got some questions on here. All right. Um, and what I'm going to ask is, listen, I'm not going to speak directly to something that's not on code with, or on task with what we're talking about tonight, y'all. Um, everybody has access to... Uh, to, to do a live and you know you can you know if you have a question that, that takes us too far away from what we're trying to build on then what I suggest is that you uh set your joint up 
and hopefully you know um you'll get um a nice size audience to help you respond to that all right you know what i'm saying <clears throat> um so um but i'm hoping to make, take some phone calls hold on um get the number out get the skype number out for y'all so we can take some phone calls because i really i really do want to open this conversation up if you're a, if you're up to it you know i'm not gonna beg nobody to call in tonight and if you don't all well you know what i'm saying all good you know what i'm saying so the skype number is 215 i'm putting it in the the uh chat it's 215-95 this is horrible 395 i need to have this on the sticky like i used to 8700 if you if you're calling in if you want to call in the skype line i put the number in the chat so that you if you want to call in you know what i'm saying the number is 215-395-8700 if you want to call the skype line and get down don't forget family if you're in capitol heights this weekend i will be there also family well we're going to be in harlem at the adam clayton adam clayton powell state ball state office you know, um, viewing the Independence Day project, we're going to be up there on the 31st. So make sure y'all come check us out there. You know what I mean? And uh, on the 14th, we're going to be back here in Philadelphia. Hopefully the weather gets better because we're going to be at the North Philadelphia Peace Park in North Philly. Screening the viewing of the Independence Day project for the people. Free to the public. All these events are free to the public. So make sure you come out. You know what I'm saying? Come out and support the brothers. Come out and support your community. Because with these communities, when we get together, we don't just watch the movie. We network and we talk about ideas that the movie promotes. You know what I'm saying? What it's inspired us to do. Um, we talk about building. You know what I'm saying? Through the network of this movie, we've been able to build networks all over the country. You know what I'm saying? Networks all over the country. So, so my people on the post earlier on the thread earlier. So we had some family out in St. Louis in the house, some family out in Cleveland in the house, peace and black power. Wakusu family, you know what I'm saying? And so we had um, my brother Ro Davis out of Chicago. Peace and Black Power to you, came up there. Yo, they're doing some big things up there in Chicago. Y'all better check it out. You know, I already seen my Harlem Liberation family in the building. You know what I'm saying? So let me go to one question real quick. Oh, uh, there's no tour. <laughs> Sister Lynn, I don't, there's not no tour. Um, what I would like to what I would like to do is I would like to get into some of these HBCUs, but you know they they're really scared of this message. Shit, HBCUs, they're training the, the, the future coons of America and a lot of these HBCUs. So they're they're terrified of black independence. What? Black independence? At a good spot on the plantation. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> so but I'm I'm um let me see. Sister Sarah Tobin said, have I seen the documentary concerning violence? No, I have not seen it. Um, there have been a lot of documentaries. I haven't watched a, a lot of good documentaries, though. Um, and you Uhuru Queen. Um, there have been a good documentary, uh, a bunch of good documentaries that I've been I mean, I've been checking out. Uh, I've been checking some of the documentaries out, um, specifically the ones in regards to um, stuff that was happening in South Central and Watts, you know, um, with the, uh, the whole... Uh, uh, when when the black power movements really got started in the games, you know what led to that, and um, how they were literally having those uh, Watts riots that that they don't like talking about the Watts riots because, you know, those uh, young brothers and sisters they was whooping the police's ass out there, and they were doing it with just sticks and and, and, and yeah they got their hands on some some firepower too, and they had to call the national guard and, and the national guard the cowards that they were 
they started just shooting um, innocent brothers and sisters in the street who were just going into the store. You know what I mean? It would drive the wrong way down the street and they would just get shot. No questions asked. You know, they, they, they got a lot of dirty shit, you know, that they got, that they do. You know what I'm saying? Um, so let me see. It was one question on here that I wanted to address. All right. Because one sister said, why can we talk about, can we talk about why it's a good idea to remain in America? Well, I'm going to tell you why. What I mean is, and sister, this, and, I, and this is as far as we're going to go with this, there's no place on the planet that you can go with white supremacy is not a problem no place you think you're going to escape here and go to africa shit in ghana they just allowed to um uh, let america put a military base in ghana you know what that means <laughs> and ghana has one of the most stable um economies and political systems in africa right now not for long they just allowed them they just brought a uh, they just allowed um america to set up shop you know, you know what that means? That means it's already going down in Ghana. You know, Ghana is one of the places um, in Africa that allow dual citizenship. So where else you going to go? You know what I'm saying? You're going to go to anywhere, you want know, to go to the Cape of Africa where they, you know, where they're funding militias to come in and mow down towns and shit. I mean, you know, this is what I'm saying. In America, you have the most visibility right now. You have the best access to capital right now. If we just stop trying to feed, you know, if we just try to stop nudging other people to do the work, if we all decided to get involved and do the work where our specialty lies, then we wouldn't have to worry about going nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, we take the idea of Wakanda, but we really should be taking the idea. What was that other? Um, where's Thor from? Where's Thor? Um, Ison, Isengard or some shit like that? Uh... Let me see, I'm gonna look this shit up. Thor's home world. Where, where the hell is he from? Thor's home world. Osgard, there you go. All right. So so we take up the mindset uh, we should be Wakanda. And Wakanda is this one place, is this one designation. No, we should be Osgard. Osgard is where the people were. You know what I'm saying? Osgard is so wherever the people are, Africa is. Wherever the people are, black people are. Our community is wherever the people are. Shit, we don't seem to have a problem. We keep talking about, you know, we, we don't have, we, we <laughs> don't even get me started on some of the shit we don't have a problem with. Um, but, you know, white supremacy is everywhere. You go to Japan, you go to Jamaica right now. You can't even go to Jamaica and not have to deal with the British pound. You know what I'm saying? They have, I, I've talked to people who did commerce in Britain, um, Jamaica, and they said basically they have like, acres and acres of fruit and vegetation that that's producing but goes bad because they're they're british terrorists that won't allow them to trade that shit. you know what i mean they won't allow them to share it you know um uh, amongst the other islands in the caribbean or here in america you know you look at all the undertows you go to, to, to haiti right now haiti is controlled by, by europeans you know our greatest conquest the greatest you know victory that that black people have had post modern era post the so-called dark ages of europe the greatest victory we've ever had you know the pan-african revolution that took place in haiti and now haiti itself is controlled and governed by white people so where there's no place that america if we could just get black people to start moving along and we can get everybody on the same page we can listen you do you realize that as black people here in america that we could change 
our situation overnight if we ever put away our 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 our, our, our this 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 wicked system of rugged individualism mindset of rugged individualism this wicked system of secrecy that we seen where we don't want to where we don't want nobody else to know that we will tell everybody else but each other the secret to our success and if we just put together a code of self-reliance sacrifice and paying it forward let me give you an example here in philadelphia and i can really talk about philadelphia because i live here at the basketball team there was a general manager by the name of sam hinky Sam Hinking was this guy that believed in um, quantum mechanics or whatever. I, I forget the, I, uh, I forget, I forget um, the the particular method that he was using. But basically, it was about math and how you do this and basically he devised a system to the where the Sixers would tank for several years in order for them to 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 get all the dirt off of their salary cap, move all the dirt out in order to build up a team. And then, then once they had, once they got the access, and then they they got they they got all the bullshit out, they got all the bad credit out. They start building up a team through the draft. They start building up a team. Now the Sixers are one of the top up and coming young teams in the in the basket in the NBA. All right, they got two of the young, the best young talents. They think they might have a third one on the bench. They they they're fighting for playoffs, and, and while all these other teams are getting old and falling off, they're young and coming up. <clears throat> but they had to sacrifice first. Are you willing to sacrifice that Mercedes Benz you've been saving up for? That Lexus you've been saving up for? That big ass house you can't afford but you're still saving up for? To build a, a future for your children, for the future, not just your children, but for the children of your community? Are you willing to do those things? That's what it took. That's what it takes. It takes sacrifice. We talk about other communities. Other communities sacrifice their personal gain. They sacrificed. They lived five, six different generations in the fucking house. And I'm not joking about five or six generations in a house where they made it, where, where they concentrated on making sure that once they were finished with their building there and their construction, that the foundation was set for their community, that the community could prosper for hundreds of years. The Jews did it. The Irish did it. The Italians did it. And before them, the pilgrims did it. You don't think they came to America rich? No, they stole us. Yeah, they stole us and pimped the shit out of us. But this is another aspect of it. They utilized their criminal enterprise to, to form two things. One, the criminal enterprise to form protection rackets. All right? They, 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 they were protection rackets. So they had gangs. And their criminal uh, uh, <coughs> their criminal aspects of their community protected the bank they used their criminal aspects of their community the jewish mob italian mob you know the irish mob polish mob now you got the russian mob you know all these different entities use their illegal illicit activities to build up their current front organizations that 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 they use to bankroll their communities we don't think we, we demonize ours you know that piece of shit. You know why? Because theirs have a code. They won't sell that. They, they won't. They won't do dirt to their own people. And that's the one thing we have to change with our criminal underworld. They got to stop doing dirt to their own people. You know what I'm saying? But that's where the most bread is at. If we want to be honest about it, that's where the most access to resources and wealth is. Because I can't ask for you Negroes that got two car garages. 
to to contribute to 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 building the foundation of a community. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't trying to get that shit up. Y'all ain't trying to get that up for the future of y'all community. Y'all just hope y'all can slide by. Put your child a good a good a, a good you know private private school. You're paying thirty thousand dollars a year. Hopefully they learn the king's the queen's English, and uh, you know they do well enough for that particular community, and they won't you know. That's 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 what they sold us on. <clears throat> Instead of talking about empowering ourselves and you know um, developing homeschool communities so that we can pull our children out of danger, so that when they have one of these big ass school shootings, our children will be safely in one of the designated places we have. You know what I'm saying? Um, instead of creating the um, environment where our children, our babies, you know what I'm saying, will be protected, you know what I'm saying, because the education we give them will also have institutions for them to go into once they receive this education, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it'll be thinking systemically, you know, institution building, you know what I mean? We want to talk about the arts, we want to talk about Wakanda, well, why the fuck don't we build a, why don't we, why don't we create a movie studio? Why don't we, why don't we have that right now? You say, people say, oh, Tyler Perry, let them use it, cool. Good. Tyler Perry need to keep doing that shit. Um, <clears throat> we need to go into towns like Baltimore. Like I said before, they have very, they have a whole bunch of fucking space. They have blocks of vacant houses that you could buy. You could buy seven, eight of them goddamn houses. You could buy a whole block, hollow the walls out, and turn it into a goddamn studio. These are things when you start having, when you're creative and you have a creative vision, you can start seeing the things. You see the potential. Just like when we were in Mississippi and we were walking down the block. And I'm looking around, people saying, damn, it's vacant around here, this, that, and I'm looking at all the fucking potential businesses we can bring to this bitch and saying, and, and we can make it pop. I'm looking at all the jobs we can bring to this area and say we can make it pop. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at all the goddamn land, agriculture, and resources we have at our fingertips and we can make it pop. And everybody else talking about, damn, white folk are leaving. Good. Let them the fuck go. Get them all the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? You keep wanting to fight them over a city block. We have acres and shit that we can take that black people still own. But we want to be places they are. We love our proximity to white people. And that's our biggest problem. That's why black people are so happy that Black Plant Panther is doing so well. You know what I mean? Are you happy? Are you happy to make this do well? Yeah, it's self-serving, but it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? It's the truth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real talk. When you start talking about proximity to whiteness we want the white folks to see we can make the movies we can make we can make movies and we can sell them out and people will pay to see us see daddy they'll come to see us that's how you sell you know what i mean don't get mad at me for telling you the truth that's exactly how the fuck you sell yeah daddy thank you daddy don't hurt us daddy treat us better daddy that's exactly how you sound when it comes to dealing with these white supremacists and you wanting to be, you know, populate their movie houses and things of that nature, we can be building our own shit. You notice in China, China said Black Panther is too black. We're going to stop showing this shit. They had a movie that was coming out at the same time. They held off showing Black Panther in China until their movie popped off. <clears throat> That's how communities work. That's how nations work. And see, we start thinking about our little pocket here and our little group over here, and we don't think collectively as a nation. We think tribal instead of nationhood. We think, um, you know, rugged individualism instead of that. That's like you living on the block and your only person is a snowstorm. You only shovel out your own fucking car. Or there's people that need to, need need help and you only shovel your own pathway. Everybody else is snowed in. You outside. You have the strength and capability of it, but you allow for them 
to have to still deal with the snow. Old ladies and shit on your block having to deal with old snow. I mean, dealing with snow while you passing them by. You don't even have the courage to tell the young young people, yo, grab this shovel. You grab that shovel. Let's let's clear this corner right here. You know what I'm saying? You you know what I mean? We 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 have to get to that mindset, family. And this is what I'm saying when we start talking about you know why we become potential vics. When you don't respect your culture, nobody else respects you. You know, we can talk all we want about how people, uh, you know, how disrespectful our children is. Our children, we should be disrespected by our children. If you want to be perfectly honest, because, you know, as the parents and as the elders of the community, the children should be protected from all the shit that happens to them. And if not, then somebody should bear the brunt of that. And that should be us. We're not doing the things the right, the, the right shit. I don't give a fuck what you think, you know, in terms of, you know, um, I, well, I try to talk to them. What did you build for them? Because talk is cheap. They walk outside. They, the, the room you're in was created by white supremacy. So what did you build for them? What sanctuary have you provided for the children? If you haven't provided the sanctuary for the children, they don't, you don't deserve their respect. When I see children cussing people out, I humble them. I humbled them peacefully. Young brother, young sister, expect better from you. You know, you can carry yourself better than that. That's your elder. Treat them with respect. Nah, nah, nah. Young brother, chill. It's your elder. No matter how they are, how you react and respond reflects on you. You know, but the bottom line is the person they disrespected, chances are, didn't deserve their respect to begin with. I just saved them from an ass whooping from these young motherfuckers out here that don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? And that's what we really have to start focusing on. So if you're not focused on, if you can, if you can turn your nose up to a young brother and sister struggling on the block, you don't deserve their respect. When they rob you, when they steal from you, you need, you deserve that because that's what you gave them, nothing. So they had to take that shit from you. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we have to start getting into the grind, man. You know, that's why I came back to North Philly. I came back to North Philly. I could have stayed in East Oak Lane. I could have stayed in Mount Airy. Those are some so-called up-to-do, well-to-do places uptown here in Philly. I came to North Philly, came back home. You know what I'm saying? And my community loves me. You know what I'm saying? I can't walk on the block. I can't even do a live on the block with people stopping. I can't even be on the phone without people stopping me on the street. I ain't nothing special. I just came back home. When are you going to come back home so that you don't have to worry about you know, being isolated in some unknown white pervert dropping bombs off in your house. And because you have so many nonchalant white folk fucking around in your neighborhood, you don't recognize the enemy when you see him. When you want to move back home, when you want to come back home and reclaim your community, reclaim your neighborhoods, reclaim your places. We talk about independence, family. You can have it all if you come back home. But don't just come back down the way like you're a fucking sheriff. Come back down the way and humble yourself. Learn the ways of your people and learn, learn how to make the situation better for them. And then be, 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 be that brother and sister that's going to be the protection. Be the protection for your community. Like the block by block black captains, our goal is to protect the community. Be a safeguard. You need something, you knock on my door. I'm If I can't get it, I'm going to find a way to get it for you. You know what I mean? You need help, you need security, this and that. that's, that's what we do. Build the community back up. You know what I'm saying? Don't think Wakanda, think Asgard. Wakanda is a destination. 
one place that turns its back on the rest of Africa and the rest of the African diaspora. Had resources to free them all, kept it to themselves. We don't want to be a part of that. We want to be where the people are that's going to fight for the salvation of the community. And if it's going to be Osgard, and so be it. I'd rather mimic a community if it even doesn't, doesn't even look like ours, but practices the principles of preserving their community, the one that turns their back on the community. So, you know, fam, I'm not going to be on here too much longer. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to go over some of these uh, quotes. <clears throat> um, Brother Patrick Alexander, peace and black power to king. Yes, we already have the townships of Mississippi. I'm trying not to give them too much about that, brother, because they don't know what's coming. They don't know what's coming up. They just hear us talking. They don't see us walking yet. You know what I mean? They don't see us walking. So I'm going to keep that on the low. You know what I'm saying? Um, let me see. Sister Najee, peace and black power. Beautiful Haitian sister, by the way. And you see Kids in the Hood is doing um, this Whitey Web series and uh, cell phones, cameras. Da, 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 da. Oh, YouTube series. Okay, I said Whitey. <laughs> Yes, we have to financially support them. Those are the investments we're talking about. Those are the investments we're talking about, supporting the children that are using their creative wiles to, to find a way. You know what I mean? We need to because that's the institution. You know, the, they are the young media minds, and they need to create the new propaganda. So, yes, we need to support the babies. I'm with that 100%. Brother Carl Caldwell said they plan 20 years ahead of us. By the time we look up, it's already done. You know, we need to have our own secret conference without them. Brother, uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, you know what I mean? Some shit is hard to sit on. You know what I mean? That's all I'm going to say. But you're absolutely right. They plan ahead of us, and we need to plan ahead. They didn't just come back happenstance. This is why when they come back to your neighborhoods, when they reclaim the communities, they don't come back first. They start planting their flags first. They come back to your community. You start seeing the uh, the first thing that changes. Two things that change. First of all, <clears throat> is the traffic infrastructure. They improve the 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 roads. They improve the lighting around your area. They start improving the traffic lights. They say they they, they give them a spit shine. They give you all new brass covered brass colored you know uh, street lights and stop lights and shit like that. New street signs, but then they start putting their, they start putting their little coffee shops, they start putting their little lounges, their little boutiques in the neighborhood, and then you start to see them frequent those spots, and then you start to see them one by one buying houses. And listen, they have spiders and missionaries on every block, so they start doing that. Oh, that's how they get into your neighborhood. They plan that shit. They literally have conferences. Where they plan, if you want to be a part of this, get in on it now. And then, you know, and they have the they, they they have your politicians set up shit where your politicians are in their pocket. That's why I don't fuck with politics right now because we're not in a position to deal with politics. We got too many black politicians doing this dirt. You know, we have several of them here in Philadelphia that created and paved the way for gentrification and tried to beautify the fucking word. You know, one in particular, I don't mind mentioning Daryl Clark. This son of a bitch created um uh uh. Uh, a no bid or a silent bid auction where he was um, auctioning off parts of the city, gentrified parts of the city. This was several years ago where you know, there, were, there were foreign bidders who were buying up vacant houses all over the city, buying up entire blocks for pennies on the dollar. 
and they were locked bids, meaning you could not even have access to it. Um, Philadelphia Housing Authority, they went out and just started grabbing land and letting the land decay. They do all types of dirty shit because they know they have people coming and they have condos planned for it. They have duplexes planned for it. They know. So when you start to see that shit, it's already kind of too late. But this is why the beauty of the plans that we have in place, that because we have plans to counterbalance that shit. And it's all in here. Not all of it, but we give you tips and clues in here. You know what I'm saying? And then when we start to build and we get that bill, like the bill we're going to have on Friday night, we bring the brothers and sisters out in Washington, D.C., and we bring them out to this build, I promise you. I promise you. You talk about you as inspired by Wakanda, and you can get your own piece of independence. Let's see how inspired you'll be then. You know what I'm saying? And if you want to grab your copy, you can go to blackindependence.org. You know what I'm saying? We're right here. You know what I'm saying? Grab blackindependence.org. We do that. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 you know, um, we got them on deck. You know what I'm saying? Yo, <laughs> yeah, the bike trails. That's just the The bike trails. Hell yeah. And they try to get that all under that whole that um agenda 21 language. Research agenda 21, fam. Research agenda 21 and research PNAC. You start learning more about national and international policy. All it'll all make a lot of sense to you when you understand the PNAC, the plan for a new American century. You know, you see all the neocons that signed up to it, Donald Rumsfeld, you know, uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski, um, Henry Kissinger, and all them sons of bitches that signed up on and, and created that document right before the trade tower, the, the Twin Towers fell. Watch all that shit. More importantly, then the Twin, Twin Towers falling was Building 7, but that's the, that's, the, you see, I, that's the too deep for some of y'all right now. You know, learning about what happened to Building 7 or that section of the Pentagon that got hit by that missile, I mean, airplane. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, family, I'm about to break out, man, because I realize, man, I've been having a good time talking to y'all on here. But uh, I just want to see. Um, I'm, I make sure I want to make sure I don't have um, anything going on. Let's see, Sister Najib said, "Correct the NYC. They're shrinking the streets from two lanes to one lane with the bus lane up there. They're doing it here in Philly too. Every major city, they're doing it in D.C. Brother Shamari was talking about that earlier. They're doing it in D.C. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, peace and black power to you, brother Rashid. All right. Um, let's see, you got brother Henry Murphy said black salutely. My brother, home is where the heart is. And we value and characters should be productively started. Exactly. Your character should be everything should be started at home. And our values need to change. The most expensive bullshit, you need to stop living like that. The most the more money you spend on products, the more money you spend on material wares, clothes, this, any other. The more money you spend, it has a direct correlation to how little you feel about yourself. And they've created that mindset. They even had a documentary in the 50s on how to sell to the Negro. And they were talking about putting these damn names out there, name brands in front of black people and convincing black. So and, and after a while, you got to think, damn, <clears throat> shouldn't we get tired of being pimped? Shouldn't we get tired of being, we should get tired of being played. We don't let each other play. You know, I can't play you, brother and sister. You you hold me to the fire. How come these white supremacists get to get away with this shit? How can they get to get you to go buy these gay ass um designers and put them on your damn name and put them on your ass? Brand you, rebrand you after our ancestors were branded in slavery. How do they continue to get us to do those things, family? So these are the, this this is this is where the rubber meets the road. Eventually you have to stand up and stand tall and be willing to stand alone 
And when I mean alone, I'm not talking about alone by yourself. I mean, brush off white supremacy and stand with your family who's ready to fight this fight. Because we got some warriors out here. They're just getting tired because all the weight is being put on these warriors. And these warriors are carrying two ring hats. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a dignitary. You can't be, um, you know, um, an emissary. You can't be a, 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 a reporter and a recorder and a warrior on the street. You know what I'm saying? You can't be the, the main supplier to the economics. You can't be the main educator and all wrapped in one. You can't do it. The system will crush you because it is a system and a system that functions individually but collectively. It's the sum of all its parts. We need to create a system that's the sum of all of its parts in black empowerment. That's why in the Independence Day Project, we talk about, we loosely go about the parts, talking about the um, nine areas of human activity that Elder Neil fully talked about in this book right here, the Compensatory Code Book. I know the lights on it, so the Compensatory Code Book. Right? We loosely go about them. You got to go get this book, the Compensatory Code Book, Nine Areas of Human Activity, and learn about the nine areas. And we need to take control in those areas. And you need to have specialists in all those areas. You need to have think tanks in all those areas. One brother spoke up earlier, talking about having secret con. con, con I, I, and I don't even want to speak too much on it because I'm a chess player. Emotionally speaking, the chess, the checker part will come out. You know what I'm saying? But chess player, chess player. You know what I'm saying? King chess player. You know what I mean? So. I don't want to say too much about some of the things we got working. All I'm going to say is this, family. You know, we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep popping until this whole thing pops off. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and we need to start, you know, supporting black businesses, and we need to make black businesses better supporters of us. It's a cycle. You know what I mean? We need to build the black businesses up. Hold them accountable. Get them out of their mindset of rugged individualism. Because I'm not supporting a, a, black, a business just because it's black. And some black businesses are worse than white businesses and worse than Asian businesses when it comes to dealing with us. But I will support a black empowered business that has the mindset and the understanding that black empowerment is the goal, not self riches. Because I'm not just, we're not just going to be making it where you can go buy your big ass house on the hill and shit on us from all up there. No, we're building the village up. You're not getting away from us. You're part of what we're trying to build. So black businesses need to come to the table understanding that too. So with that said, family, don't forget we're going to be in uh, Capitol Heights, Everlasting Life, uh, Restaurant and Lounge this weekend, this Friday, on the 6th, I'll be there at 6 p.m., family, sharp. Actually, be there before that. Don't, be, don't do CPT. Get there before 6, because the movie's starting at 6. You know what I mean? I don't want y'all saying, I know I missed the beginning. So can you go back and tell me what happened? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, son. <laughs> you know? Get there on time, family, so that we can break bread, talk, and um, get some food. I plan on eating well. I've been hearing a lot of good things about the food at, uh, at Everlasting Life. You know what I'm saying? It's owned by a brother. You know what I'm saying? Who's strong in black empowerment, so I plan on building with him. Um, I'd like to thank, you know, um, Sister Al-Kamar Malik, you know, and uh, uh, my brother Darren for, uh, for, 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 for pulling a legwork out there, and Sister Angel Proctor doing some leg work down there in dc and i hope to see the family down there you know what i mean and show up loud you know everywhere we've gone you know we, we've had a very good reception with for the independence day project people have loved it 
and um, hopefully, you know, we can we can move this, and this will be the 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 you know push towards that that education we're talking about, political education. Because once we start dealing with that, then you're going to want to know where you can get more political education. I'm going to send you to Harlem Liberation School, and help and teach you how to build a we're going to build teach you how to build a liberation school. My brother Ozzy is going to train you on how to build a liberation school. You know, you want to want to know what well, we talk about security here. Yeah. You know, we got a good brother in Atlanta, you know, Brother Shaka Shakur. Very, very refined in that area. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk about taking care of the land and um, what we can do with the land. Well, we got people here in North Philly, in North Philly Peace Park as well. As we have, you know, like I said, for my family out in Mississippi, you know what I'm saying? You know, who have acres and they're, and they're ready to, and we're looking for stores. So if you're actually, if you're a storefront and you're looking to build and you're looking to have some fresh produce, get in touch with me. Because we're trying to link up some things right now where, you know, uh, once this food is produced, we have some destinations for it. And we want to go, you know, we're talking about um, having a bank. Well, we got one in Chicago, a Black-owned bank in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, you know what I mean? We, we, we're building, family. We're building. You know what I mean? I got family here right here in Philly. You know what I mean? Bythehood.com. You know what I'm saying? Teaching Black people how to become, you know, um, use real estate, how to get into the real estate game. You know, we're building family. We're not moving. We got, you know, educators. We got people, you know, who speak to your spirit, like my brother B.F. and Kuma. You know what I'm saying? Um, who speaks to your spirit, but not only that, does a lot of work in the community, man. And, and, and not only that, you know, I can't really speak on everything we got going on. That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> I really can't. So with that said, family, um, as always, you know, um, and I wish I had some music to tune y'all out with to, to rock out tonight. But tonight was just one of those nights, man. I just wanted to share, share with you and, and, and be on here. You know, um, the love is real and I feel it. You know what I'm saying? Uh the Kusu family, as always, wake up, clean up, stand up. You know what I'm saying? That needs to be our greeting, that needs to be our motto, you know, is in the words of our great ancestor Malcolm X. You know, this is what we need to do as a people. We need to wake the people up. We need to clean the people up. And then we need to stand the people up. All right? So with that said, family, as we break off this broadcast, Wakusu, love you. Peace and black power. We will win. I share.